Hi, this is Eric Crossley. Welcome to Making a Difference, Episode 5, Better Late Than Never. It's a pleasure to be with you once again with Making a Difference. And uh, in these difficult circumstances, a big thanks to my producer, Dayron Arias, down in Florida, and my partner, Senior Sochelle. <laughs> and he is here uh, and will be on with us uh, also coming up soon. Uh, also wanted to give a big shout out to Encore, our new home for Making a Difference, and also to SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks to everyone, and a big thanks to especially to Encore for being our new home. But wherever you're listening, it's a pleasure to have you. Also, I want to give a big shout out again to our top five countries this past week from episode four. And that was the United States, 61%, Canada, 4%, the Netherlands, 3%, Germany, 3%, and France, 2%. Again, this is an unexpected pleasure to have uh, really 39% of the people listening from different countries. It's an interesting aspect, and it's a pleasure to be with all of you. Welcome again to Making a Difference. And please don't forget, you can visit ericcrossley.com, and you can also send us an email at info at ericcrossley.com. The big news, of course, is the coronavirus, and we have to talk about that because that's what's uh, gripping the world and the country right now. The big news today on March 25th here in episode five is that we have, we're very close to a final agreement in the Senate, the House, and for the president to sign for a $2 trillion rescue deal because of the coronavirus. And this comes to us straight from HuffingtonPost.com. After days of marathon negotiations, lawmakers reached a deal with the Trump administration early today on a massive $2 trillion emergency coronavirus legislation. The legislation includes hundreds of billions of dollars in loans for small businesses, many of which been forced to close during the crisis. It also provides direct cash payments to the majority of Americans who are struggling to make ends meet or who have lost jobs. Now, those cash payments we have discovered will be $1,200 for individuals and $2,400 for couples. If you make more than $99,000, sorry, you're not going to be getting any of that particular money. The measure stipulates that Trump-owned companies are in eligible. So that's good to know that at least the Republicans did that much. So the $2 trillion package will come through and that will be a, a big stimulus for the country. Remember, this was actually originally devised by the Democratic Party, not by Donald Trump, who's taking credit for it now. But the bottom line is that we're going to be getting some help. And we're going to look at statistics, the latest statistics. The last time we did a show, just last week, we had 150 deaths in the United States from the coronavirus. As of midday today, according to the statistics we've discovered from uh, the World Health Organization, the United States has 804 fatalities, 55,330 people have been infected with the coronavirus. So it has indeed exploded over the past week since we talked last time. Worldwide cases, 433,172 total deaths now 19,677 I'm sure over 20,000 
people, unfortunately, have passed away. And the last statistics I saw, it was 80% roughly of the people who passed away were over the age of 60. Remember, symptoms develop within six and 41 days uh, and lead to death in that amount of time. So it's an average of 14 days, basically, from the time of development before a person passes away if they do. Symptoms to look out for, and we're gonna tell you this again and again, people. Be aware, fever, dry cough, fatigue, excessive mucus production, loss of smell, which is a new one, shortness of breath. So be aware of that, especially with elderly people you know, and let's stay safe, be sensible, and we will practice. I'm still calling it social distancing. Keep six feet away, stay with the people that you're with in your house, and we're gonna get through this good. Right now, the numbers are exploding, and we will be right back with more details on that and more to come on Making a Difference. Hello, I'm Eric Crossley from Making a Difference, a new show from Anchor. Thanks for listening. And by the way, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Now, let me explain. First of all, it's free. Always a big advantage. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge advantage, believe me. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hi, Eric Crossley back again and episode five, Better Late Than Never on Making a Difference. We looked at statistics just a few minutes ago. Again, looking worldwide right now, it's very interesting to look at the number of cases because China originally and still has the most number of cases at 81,218, but China is now third in the world in deaths behind Italy, which unfortunately with 69,176 cases, now has nearly 7,000 people who have passed away. And Spain, with 41,610 cases, 3,445 deaths. China, with the most cases, is now only third in total people who have perished. Also very interesting to look at South Korea, 9,137 cases, only 126 deaths. And again, I say only. Uh, it's a tragedy for those people who did pass away. But it's interesting, South Korea and the United States had our first cases on the same day, and they reacted by shutting everything down, and they have pretty much shut down the virus, whereas here we have not done that. We'll talk more about why in just a couple of minutes. I wanted to look at cumulative cases uh, briefly also. This comes to us from the CDC. CDC.gov is uh, the Centers for Disease Control. is a great place to go, by the way to get complete information, up-to-date information. It is a good government agency. Basically, to look at the last week or so, the number of cases when we last did a show, the total number of cases in the United States was 15,219. As of today, six days later, it's 54,453. So it's a very, very scary situation. Despite what President Trump said initially, that he thought it was a hoax. Now, uh, we would like to discuss a little bit more about what we're going to be looking forward to as far as the next steps in this. 
President Trump has decided, of course, that we're going to go forward. And uh, I think that's a great idea to go forward and be aggressive, but not to just rush into reopening everything. The president was asked on Monday uh, at a press conference on the 22nd, he was asked about Mitt Romney, and he was about four senators who tested positive for the coronavirus. And this was at a press conference. The president didn't know, first of all, that senators just a few days ago had tested positive for the coronavirus. He found that out. And then he found out that it was four senators. And here's what happened in that press conference. ABC, thank you. Uh, first of all, Senator Paul testing positive. When's the last time you had in-person contact with him? Yeah, I think it was quite a while ago. I, I don't uh, but know. Also, it's been a long time. On top of Senator Paul, now four senators are in isolation. And the rules say that in order to vote, they have Who to be there. Who are they? Uh, Romney, Senator Lee, Senator Gardner, Senator Rick Scott. Also, two of them were in contact with. Rick is coming out. With the critical stimulus package vote expected. Romney's in isolation? Yes. Gee, that's too bad. Go ahead. Okay, and we're back. The president basically said that Mitt Romney, he's really upset that Mitt Romney has it in a very sarcastic tone. You can tell the president is actually happy the Senator Romney, who voted for impeachment and criticized him for his slow response on the coronavirus and saying that it was a hoax invented by the Democrats. He wants Mitt Romney to die. That's what basically the president said. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat this, folks. Go back and listen again to this. This is your president of the United States. He said that's a shame about Mitt Romney. So that's the kind of president we have right now and what we have to, to look forward to in the future. It's a very, very sad situation. Four senators. We have several people in Congress who come down with it. This can happen to anybody, any age. We have to use common sense. Our president, however... Feels like any political enemy now, if he gets it, that's good news. It's really pathetic. It's simply beyond belief, frankly, to say that. But that's what the president said about Mitt Romney. He also mentions time and time again in these press conferences how everything's getting to be under control and we're making a big move ahead and, and everything's fine. And it's good to be optimistic, but as we said last week, this is exploding in every country it happens in, the coronavirus, COVID-19. And the United States is no exception, folks. This is happening right here in the United States just as much and exploding just as much as other countries. So we have to go by the guidelines and we have to protect each other and try to get this thing under control. The president had some, uh, some news for us today on the 25th of March that we're going to talk about in the next segment, which is really simply beyond belief. But I say beyond belief. With this administration, it's pretty hard to find anything that's beyond belief. And we will be right back in just a second with more on that. Hi, I'm Eric Crossley, back again with Making a Difference, Episode 5, Better Late Than Never. And let's talk a little bit more about what's been going on in the White House. Now, let me just clarify something here. For, we're going to be playing an, a little bit later in this segment an ad, which is uh, for the Democrats, and it's against Donald Trump. I'll say, say that from the start. But it's going to be a very important ad because of what we're going to lead into and talk about what the president has said in response to this crisis. There's a lot of people on the other side, on the Republican side and on the right side, who have been saying that we shouldn't politicize this 
and we shouldn't make it a political uh, discussion. But actually, this is a political discussion because what we're talking about right now is politics. And President Trump, since the beginning of this crisis, has been trying to use it in a political way. He initially said everything was fine, and that went on for quite a while. We talked about that a little bit in the last show. Today, the president, on March 25th, uh, decided, and this is from Esquire.com via Fox News and Aaron Ruper on Twitter, the president is pushing to reopen the country in the next couple of weeks. That would be by Easter. Yesterday, he said things should get back to normal by Easter. No public health expert has endorsed this plan. Now, Trump came up with Easter on his own. Why did he pick Easter as the day he wants to end the strict social distancing that all Americans have been, uh, most Americans hopefully have been following and reopen all businesses? Quote, the president said, Easter is a very special day for me. Easter Sunday, and you'll have packed churches all over the country. We have gone to 55,000 cases and getting close now to 1,000 people in the United States who have died from COVID-19. And now the president's just without any expert advice, without anybody from the scientific community. Dr. Fauci has not said it. Nobody has said it. No scientist, no doctor, anybody has said, you know what, April 12th, Easter, let's just reopen the country because everything's fine. Everything is not fine. The president wants it to be fine because he wants to take credit that he ended this coronavirus outbreak and the Democrats were the ones that held it back. You're going to hear that time and time again. So I had a few quotes that I thought we'd want to share before we play the clip of the president. And this was, uh, these are quotes directly from President Trump via RawStory.com and Dan Goldberg. Let's just take a few of them and hear what the president said in the last couple of months. Back on January 22nd, he said, we have it under total control. China had reported there had been 440 cases and 17 deaths, a noticeable increase from the day before. January 30th, we think we have it very well under control. We have very little problem in this country at this moment. Five, and those people are recuperating successfully. That was five people as of that date. February 24th, the president said, this is less than a month, just a month ago. The coronavirus is very much under control. That's what he says over and over. The stock market is starting to look very good to me. What's important to this president is the stock market. There's not a lot else that's important. The economy getting reelected, the stock market, and himself. Then, on the 25th, he said, you may ask about the coronavirus, which is very well under control in our country. We have very few people with it, and the people that have it are getting better. Now, the 800 people who are dead now, I'm not sure if they're getting better. On February 26th, and again, when you have 15 people and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero. That's a pretty good job we've done. It's all about Trump patting himself on the back endlessly and never accepting criticism. February 28th, the president said, it's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. 
it will disappear. That's what the president said. That's what 45% of people that still are 60% or whatever number they're coming up with now, they're just saying Trump is doing a great job on the coronavirus. Three weeks ago, he said, it's just gonna be a miracle that's gonna come down and everything will disappear. March 6th, anybody that gets a test, needs, needs a test, gets a test. They're there. They have the tests and the tests are beautiful. As of today, March 25th, not everybody who wants a test in the United States can just get a test. You have to talk to physicians and you have to talk to people who know that you may be susceptible to it or you might have it, then you can get a test. Vice President Mike Pence the day before said, we don't have enough tests today to meet what we anticipate will be the demand going forward. And then on March 6th, the president said that rallies are a great idea. They don't bother me at all. Within the week, Trump canceled events in Colorado, Nevada, and Wisconsin. March 9th. So last year, 37,000 Americans died from the common flu, the president said. It averages between 27 and 70,000 per year. Nothing is shut down and the economy goes on. Hours after the president sent that tweet, Santa Clara County, California banned large public gatherings. Two days later, the NBA suspended its season. The NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NCAA would follow soon. And now the Summer Olympics have been canceled, moved back one year in Tokyo. March 10th, and we're prepared. We're doing a great job with it. And it will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. Two weeks ago, the president said it's just going to go away. That's what his answer has been. And there's still people on the Republican Party. Everybody's still defending him. It's just going to magically go away. March 12th is going to go away. The United States, because of what I did and what the administration did with China, we have 32 deaths at this point. 13 days ago, we had 32 deaths. Now we have 800, Mr. President. What's your, what's your suggestions now is we go back to work and we just forget about the whole thing because we need to protect your reelection bid. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, just over a week ago, Federal government is working very well with the governors and state officials. Good things will happen. So that's the president's answer. And that's what the president believes is going to happen. That everything is just magically going to cure itself. Everything will be fine. We don't have to worry. And remember, time and time again, the president said that this was a hoax. So I want to play right now a, a little ad. This is an ad, and it's for the Democrats, so I'll be honest with you. I'm not a, a Trump supporter by any means or a Republican. I don't make any joke, qualms about that. This is a 60-second campaign ad, and this comes via the Washington Post from the PAC American Bridge, and this is the President of the United States. The warnings were there. Millions of Americans at risk, but Donald Trump failed to act. The words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all. We have it under control. It's uh, going to be just fine. Top officials are warning that the spread of coronavirus in the U.S. appears inevitable. Do you agree with that assessment? Well, I don't think it's inevitable. Coronavirus fears President Trump blaming the, quote, fake news. This is their new hoax. 
The country's in great shape. The market's in great shape. The coronavirus has put the markets into a free fall, leaving some investors in panic. The nation's top infectious disease doctor admits the testing has been a failure. No, I don't take responsibility at all. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your response to this crisis? I'd rate it a 10. I think we've done a great job. Dr. Anthony Fauci says there's a possibility that millions of Americans could eventually die. And now, here we are. Trump cannot be trusted with our economy, our health, and our future. Okay, those quotes you heard there in that campaign ad are very interesting. Let's just go back and look. Some of the quotes the president said in that clip, we have it under control. I just told you, he said that consistently over and over and over again, before it even started here in the United States, that we have it under control. The country's in great shape. The market is in great shape. See, it's not the people and whether we live or older people pass away or the death rate goes up to a million. It's whether his stock market stays stable and the economy is good so he can get reelected. That's what this president wants to do. Another quote. He said, I don't take responsibility at all for the shortcomings. This is a president who said it was a hoax. The coronavirus, COVID-19, was a hoax. The Democrats invented it. We came up with it because he was being so successful. He was having so many successes. That's what he said. And on a scale of 1 to 10, the president said, I rated it a 10. I think we've done a great job. He will pat himself on the back at any opportunity and say, you know what? We don't have to worry about anything. It's going to magically disappear by Easter, let's pack the churches and let's do that. There's several people who have been very ir irresponsible, but I wanted to mention also, besides the president and his ridiculousness, that Americans, everybody needs to take this seriously. Look at the number of cases now, 55,000. It's in every state, plus the District of Columbia and the territories. Use common sense, people. We had thousands of people in nearby Washington, D.C. this past weekend at the cherry blossoms, just like it was a regular spring. Let's go down and crowd thousands of people into a small area on the nation's capital and take a look at the cherry blossoms because we don't want our lives to be interrupted. They are interrupted and you're endangering other people by going into crowds like that. But just a few days ago, they did it here and they did it in the beaches of Florida. The young people who think they can live forever. Folks, this is not a joke. We have to take it seriously, and we have to ignore what the president is saying and listen to the experts. We'll be right back. Eric Crossley back again with our uh, final segment of the show, episode five of Making a Difference, Better Late Than Never. Again, a big thanks to Dayron Aris, uh, my partner and producer and friend uh, down in Florida, and also to my partner here in Maryland, suburban Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and uh, senior social he is uh, a great person. So let's go on and talk a little bit more about what's going on with coronavirus. What I was trying to make a point about as far as the National Mall goes is, and about the, the beaches in Florida, is people just use common sense. Just because you're young doesn't mean you can't get this. Uh, people my age, I'm over 60 and I do have some uh, medical conditions. We have to be especially careful, but everybody has to be careful and use common sense. The problem with what's been coming out of the White House and from Donald Trump's mouth 
is that it doesn't make any sense, and it's not what the scientists have been saying time and time again. And now he's decided that we're going to reopen on Easter. Now, Trump did say to Bill Hemmer on the Democratic governors criticizing the federal government for not supplying enough medical gear, quote, this is the president. They have to get that gear themselves. They shouldn't be hitting us. So the president of the United States said, you know what? I'm not going to help the governors. Listen to what Governor Romney from New York said. I'm sorry, <laughs> Governor Cuomo from New York, what he said, and listen to how he handled this in comparison to what the president has done. It's simply stunning. Now, it's not just President Trump who's making bizarre statements and saying things that are crazy. I wanted to mention in particular this one because there's so many out there, crazy people on the Republican side. This comes from the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick. He was on Fox News on Monday night. And what a surprise on being interviewed on Fox News for a Republican that is like a chicken coming home to roost. Fox News is everything. And they will go on there, especially on Fox and Friends, because that's their friends, that's their people. That's the people that have been telling you that everything that Donald Trump says is true. So we want to hear from the lieutenant governor as he was being interviewed on Fox and what he has to say, his thoughts about the coronavirus and what we should all be doing. Let's take a listen to that clip from Fox News. And, you know, Tucker, no one reached out to me and said, uh, as a senior citizen, uh, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren. And if that's the exchange, I'm all in. Um, and that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there in this country, like me, I have six grandchildren, that what we all care about and what we love more than anything are those children. And I want to you know, live smart and, uh, and, and see through this, but I don't want the whole country to be sacrificed. The message is that um, let's get back to work. Let's get back to living. Let's be smart about it. Uh, and those of us who are 70 plus, we'll, we'll take care of ourselves, but don't sacrifice the country. Don't do that. Don't ruin so this you're, great American So you're basically dream. saying that this disease could take your life, but that's not the scariest thing to you. There's something that would be worse than dying. Yeah. Um, okay. So the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick from Texas. Now, by the way, I found out that the lieutenant governor of Texas is, is a part-time position, apparently. He only gets $7,000 a year. So I will, I will say that as a caveat. The lieutenant governor in Texas is apparently not thought of very well. But you heard what the lieutenant governor said in the interview that, and again, let's, let's, let's go to this quote. Lots of grandparents would be willing to die in order to save the economy for their grandchildren. No one reached out to me and said, you as a senior citizen, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren? And if that's the exchange, I'm all in. That's what the lieutenant governor said. He's all in for the exchange. Someone like me, 62 years old, who has heart conditions and, and other ailments, medical ailments, I should be willing to just sacrifice my life. Would I give my life for my sons? Yes. Would I give my life for young people in situations? Yes. But we're not going to just sacrifice our lives because of the economy and because Lieutenant Governor Patrick 
is a beloved lover of President Trump. And it's not really about the economy. He wants senior citizens to sacrifice themselves to help his lover, Donald Trump, the patrons say to the Republican Party, to get reelected. That's what it's all about. This is truly one of the most abominable things I've heard. And I've heard a lot of things in the past few years coming from this administration. This is coming from Texas, not the administration itself, but from their supporters. Again, Lieutenant Governor of Texas has said that we, senior citizens, people like me and him, he's 69 years old, we should just sacrifice our lives for the economy. And he didn't say it, but what he really meant was sacrifice our lives for the economy and to help our beloved President Trump, the most religious man in the world who commits adultery every chance he gets, who treats women like garbage, who is a narcissist beyond anything I've ever seen in my life. We need to help him get another four years so he can complete destroying the country. I wanted to mention too, and I'll post this up on the web, if you'd like to call the lieutenant governor, especially if you're in Texas, there's a message line. It's area code 512-463-5342. This is Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas. His direct office line is 512-463-0001. You don't have to be from Texas to call. I called as a member of the media just to get their thoughts on that. I wanted to know how many senior citizens we need to sacrifice so that Donald Trump gets reelected. But I did not get an answer back yet from the Lieutenant Governor's office. It's simply beyond belief the things that are coming out, not only from the administration, but from the Republican Party, who will do anything for Donald Trump. But as far as the American people go, they don't give a flying F about us. Now, as we wrap up this episode, I did want to mention one thing. The president has been having these daily press conferences, and we heard from the CDC, from Anthony Fauci and other experts, other scientists, and they've been giving wonderful advice and talking about the situation. Then the president comes on and says, we're fine. We're going to have everything done by Easter, and we want to go have our church services and have our buffets. Then the lieutenant governor of Texas, among many other people, came on and said, you know what, old people, you all need to die. I wanted to give this message back, going back quickly to the lieutenant governor of Texas, who said that old people should be willing to die for the economy and to get him reelected. He didn't say that, but I think he, he meant that. I would ask the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, he's 69 years old in Texas, this would be a great opportunity. Sacrifice yourself for the better good of Donald Trump and the economy, because that's what you're asking us to do. I'm 62, you're 69, you should, you're, you should be more willing to sacrifice yourself than I am, Lieutenant Governor making $7,000 a year. Absolutely pitiful. Now, Kristen Walker of NBC News recently asked the president whether the buck stopped with him when it came to all the early miscues and all the lies that the president told about how this virus wasn't going to affect us and everything was fine, and that it was a hoax by the Democratic Party. She said, do you take any responsibility at all? What did the president say? He said, I take no responsibility at all. That is the only quote you need from President Trump here, now, or forever, because he does not take personal responsibility 
for anything. His only goal and his only love in life is himself. And his only goal right now is to get reelected. He wants to be back in the White House for four years, and he wants to be able to do anything he wants and say anything he wants, as he's done for over three years, and not have to explain it or justify it or say, well, you know, I have some facts behind it, or here's a scientist. This is a president who just says whatever the hell he wants, and what he wants right now is for this thing to end. So the coronavirus, I want to send a notice to the coronavirus, to COVID-19, that President Trump, who is the leader of the free world, has said that you need to go away and we don't want you anymore in this country. And besides, as the lieutenant governor of Texas said, the over 800 people who died, most of those were old people anyway. So we should be happy to die for the economy and to keep the economy going and to help Donald Trump. I mean, that's the kind of people we are dealing with. I want to make one thing clear. I'm not, I will not pull any punches the rest of this show as long as we go on talking about what damage this Republican Party and this president has done. Now, this president is killing people, literally killing people because of his inaction and what he didn't do at the start of this crisis. Turned it into politics, and now it's all the Democrats' fault. We came up with it. It's all a hoax. Everything's a hoax. What an incredible, incredible disaster Donald Trump is for this country. It simply never ends, folks. And I hope that I live long enough to see the day when President Biden is inaugurated and this president we have currently will be heading for the rest of his life to jail and maybe to be executed for treason. Don't forget, he cheated with the Russians, too. Don't forget, he's a liar and a traitor. That's all I have to say for this show, folks. Thanks for listening. Episode five. The good news is the Senate and the House and the president actually did something good. We'll see you next week on Making a Difference. I'm Eric Crossley. Thank you.